Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. And what we'll do tonight, we'll, we'll have an introduction of the people sat around the table before we uh, crack on, because I think once we get started, the way everybody's feeling tonight, it, we might be here for quite a while. So it might be a bit of editing for me to do, Rob. How are you doing? Yes, uh, well, we've lost four on the to my manager list, so it's been better. Good, good stuff. Because I'm saying good, because I know you uh, you went last night, didn't you? So you can give us a bit of a report afterwards, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Post-mortem. post Gareth? Hello. Are you well? I'm fine, thank you very much. Thursday keeping you okay? Yes. It's alright Thursday, isn't it? Yeah. Dan, how are we doing? I'm alright, thank you Barry, yes. Can you hear me down there? Sorry, the wind's been blowing in my ears all day. <laughs> We're saying this because we've got uh, a big table tonight, haven't we? That's correct, yes. Can you just pass us the salt, please? <laughs> Cheers. Alright mate. Good evening Barry, you um, alright? Yeah, how's things? Well, I'm fine. I just wish we could athletic with five at the moment. So, we're yeah. struggling, aren't we? We are. Jack? Evening. Come back then after uh, your debut? I did, yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, so it's yeah. a good, good week for it. Right, good stuff. Helena! Hello! Alright, so you're a, a, a newbie tonight. You're a, a debutante. I am, yes. Paul's shaking your head. Yeah, <laughs> you're going down the same old routes again, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Right, we'll start off then. Owen Coyle, he's gone. Hooray! Oh, sorry. Mm. <laughs> I can, Saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> I followed the party line for, for quite a while. I've always thought that uh, we, we have to give him the benefit of the doubt. There's been some exciting games with him in charge, and by exciting I don't mean good quality football. What I meant <laughs> is we've never been uh, knowing what the result's going to be until the final whistle's gone because you didn't know if we were going to put it in the net at one end or do something kamikaze at the other. But... As far as I'm concerned, I'm really pleased that he's no longer with the club. I didn't want him in the first place. I feel he's ripped the arse out of what we had, um, and ripped the arse out of it as well. Uh, I'm just pleased he's gone, and I just hope the next appointment is going to be somebody we can all you know, feel comfortable about. So I'd like to come to you first, Rob. We're going to do this in a little bit of a reverse thing, because we've got Derby to talk about as well. But ask you about last night, how things were last night against Leeds. The first thing you look at, really, is the team sheet, and it's. Uh, and when I was, that was the first disappointing thing. I don't. I thought, you know, I thought I expected Graham Barra to pick a sort of more of a tack manning team. Maybe let the shackles off after seeing what see, you know teams Coyle's previous been playing last few games. It didn't seem too much dissimilar. Uh, and he got sacked for doing exactly that. So you think he, w- he would have approached the game in a different way, but it, you know, the, it, it was disjointed. We lacked, we lacked a real leader out there. There was no organisation, uh, and that shone through. We need someone to get in, get us organised. Did we create any chances, or did we have? Was it the same? It was. It was all flat. I mean, we had <coughs> two half chances in the first half. Uh, both fell to Wilkeen. Uh, you know, again, I don't think we used his attributes in the right where, you know, he was stuck up top on his own, no support, no one round him. Um, you know, difficult job, difficult circumstances, and he struggled. But I think that it's not necessarily there was a lot of bad performances out there last night. I just don't think there was enough organisation out there, no real leadership. And I think we're just missing someone like Caldwell in there who can organise things. Remis had a proper game, <laughs> but other, you know the, James McLean had a go when he came on, um, brought Alt on. But you know, in in the end, it took Carson to make a really good save, 
to keep it at one nil. Uh, when they, you know, they had three on one with the keeper, they should it should have been game over them really. But you know, we conceded two really disappointing goals as well. A lot of commentators I've heard and read about say it was uh, the scoreline was a fair reflection of the game. Would you agree with them? Uh, definitely. I mean, Lee, don't make no mistakes. Leeds weren't brilliant. Um, they didn't create a, a great deal other than the, go- the goals they scored. I mean, Boyce. Boyce probably should have done a little bit better on the stroke of half time with an error as well. That might have given us a bit of a lift going into half time. But yeah, overall, I think I think the club needs an all lift, and I think uh, hopefully appointing of a a good manager like you've already said, you know, everyone can be happy with. I think that's a, a much needed sort of yeah. shot in the arm we need. The possession stats last night will show we had 65%. Did it feel like that? It didn't. Uh, it, we had a really good spell where we passed it a very well, sort of in the first 20 minutes of the second half, it was all wigging really. Uh, but when we got in that final third, it, we just didn't have that bit of guile or bit of craft of any real quality. So, for all that possession, I think Leeds were still comfortable. Uh-huh. Do you think it would have started with Holt? They might have gone some way to solving that. Well, I think possibly, but it's depend again. Dan, it, it depends how he used the alt. If he had right. someone around him, it, whoever we're playing up there at the minute, he's just being isolated from mm. me, and I think that's that's what the issue Keane is. Keane and Powell behind him. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got to look at doing something like that, haven't you? But it's just not what what happen, what's happening now isn't working. It needs mm. changing quickly. Yeah, Graham Barra today was talking about uh, using uh, that we're not getting enough out of the strikers and we should be using three up front. It's a, it's a Martinez thing now, instead with three strikers. In well, why didn't he play three up front last night? Well, then? Yeah. Well, it would be not, was it not a case of your wingers getting in and supporting? Well, really, I think he, he thinks he did play three up front. Yeah. Bostadjur came back, didn't he? That was a bit suspicious that this was the first game he's played in, well, weeks now. The one, the first game after Kyle's gone. That's a bit suspicious, isn't it? That's the Leeds game done. I, I think the main talking points tonight really will be around uh, the Derby game, what happened, and, and then Coyle. First of all, 3 0 down after 29 minutes, what were you thinking? I just thinking it was a utter disaster. Uh, each goal was individual error, um, so you can kind of explain that. But you, you, don't, you don't just sit 3 0 down after half an hour, do you? Not, not without problems. It was, it was clear. I mean, the, the reaction was good in the second half, and I, I thought that gave us something to build with. But it, it just, yeah, you, you, you can't defend it at all. Eleanor, did you think, what Paul mentioned there about the second half, did you think it was anything to do with substitutions, or did they come out with a different attitude? I don't know, because I wasn't at that game. I was at work. So I did see it, but what I will say is that at work I had my phone and I was checking every few minutes with the score and I checked the first few minutes and we were 1-0 down and then a few minutes later we were 2-0 down and then a few minutes later we were 3-0 down and I thought I'm not checking anymore, otherwise we'll be like 25-0 down by, by full time. Yeah, we would have been, we would have been. But yeah, I just gave up, I thought, I'd, no, we must be, yeah. it must be awful, we must be, we must be terrible. Well, it, it was a poor showing for staff, Jack, weren't it? Uh, <coughs> well, McLaren Susters, I heard him say after the game that you know his, his game plan was to squeeze us, to press us, to really force into areas in the first half and really get at us because he knew that there was going to be some sort of Europa League sort of 
like there. So he knew what to do, and it and you can tell in the way his team played because they were just all over us. And yeah, as bad as we were, I thought they were very very impressive throughout most of the game. They passed it really well. I mean, they had that Dawkins and Martin up front. They were they were really good. So I thought one of the best teams I've seen <coughs> Wigan play this season. Really really impressive. And we just couldn't deal with them first half and second half. Yeah, we came back into it, but you could argue that that was because they sort of were happy with with the three 0 And yeah, we came back into it. And we should have got a couple more goals probably than the one Powell scored. But now they were they were worthy winners in the end. I thought. Well, within a minute of, of Powell knocking that that goal in, mate, Macarthur was inches wide with it within a, within a minute. I think if that that chance would have hit the back of the net. As good as Jeremy were, like Jack said, and I do agree that they did consolidate what they had, but I think they might have had the wobbles as well. I, I agree with you, Barry, because I think then uh, Wigan would have been uh, more in the ascendancy and uh, they'd have rode that wave of uh, motivation as well, what a goal gives you. Yeah, and don't forget, just before half time, Craney struck the crossbow and I thought it had gone yeah. over the line. But in no, between all the goals, we, we didn't play. You know, there was periods where we were all right in between all the yes. goals. We did. We played some good football. Mm. I, I, you know, it was, it was again. It was just a lack of lack of finishing in front of goal. Ben Watson did a fantastic pass. I mean, he's, he split the defence. <laughs> if he was, it was our defence in split. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was a belter that one. So, you know. It's the kind of ball every centre forward really that just loves. Yeah. You know, so. And Dan, what did you... Uh... Well, I'm going to play Statman here. Sorry, Gareth. I'm going to steal your thunder temporarily. Derby had three shots on target in the first half. In fact, they had three shots on target in the whole game, and they scored all of them. Ah, ah did they? Jack, one of them were a penalty. Do they carry them as... Oh, well, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I couldn't, but that, that, was the, that was the bizarre thing about it, wasn't it? That they... I don't really recall Nichols having much else to do other than pick the ball out of his net three times. He really just... They lose the side to side, though, like you say. Cranies hit the bar, but points down and hit the line. It's not long target. <laughs> no, because it didn't hit the line. It, it was, Did it go it, in? It, 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 it was the wrong no. side of the line. So it doesn't count. So it, going, it, it, it wasn't going in. Can we not oh, just no. simplify this? If nobody touches it and it doesn't go in, it wasn't on target. <laughs> if it does go in, it was on target. <laughs> it's not hard. I agree with Paul. Uh, okay. <laughs> Gareth Espinosa. Did it make, I'm sorry, I know you was going to make a point, but Espinosa, did it make a difference? No. No? No. Right. We sit around this table, week in, week out, clutching at straws, looking <laughs> for the yeah. positives, looking for the good bits here and the good bits there, right? And well, since we played Blackburn on the 6th of October, we've played 11 games. Two months, that. Two months ago. Right? Yeah. I don't want to and hear those it. 11 games, we've won two, drawn three and lost six. We've scored six goals. That's pretty poor, that. It's pretty poor. And you look at this run of form. Lost, lost, lost. It's, you know. Going back to the three home games in a week, or rather three home games in eight days, after the first two, after getting beaten so cruelly like we did against Zonte, 88th or 89th minute, we all went away disappointed. I wanted a reaction. 3-0 down after 20 minutes wasn't the, the reaction that I was thinking of. But really. Gareth, watching the last 10 minutes of the Zulta game, we were absolutely shattered, so mm. I don't think you could necessarily expect an immediate reaction. I know we brought in a few fresh Absolutely legs. shattered. They paid thousands of pounds a week, these athletes. Absolutely shattered. Because should never come in the vocabulary. You can't 
you can't just say, oh, well, if you're getting paid a lot, you shouldn't be tired. Well, be that you're tired, you're tired. Yeah, Gareth, be that I mean, you can argue they, about they, fitness and visibly. fitness levels, but yeah. if, you, you know, if you're tired, you're tired. Mm. You, can't, you can't argue with that. But I think the thing for me is you don't see one man standing out as, you know, if you get somebody that comes on in second half, he's only run 45 minutes, therefore, when the rest of them run 90 minutes, if they are looking as knackered as they were, you should see somebody with, that's looking fresh showing visibly more effort than the rest. But, like Gareth says, it shouldn't have mattered because the, the guy who's probably looked the most knackered on Thursday, James MacArthur, started the game on Sunday. Surely he should have been rested and somebody brought in, somebody with energy. I know you said it didn't make any difference, but I think Roger Espinosa coming in or... Just what, what, sorry, you, you know me. I'll, I'll, I'll get on I my do, own, Mick. Get, get on my horse again about this thing about fitness and stuff like that. They are athletes. They are professional athletes. They are paid to be fit. They should not be complaining about being tired a day later. But there's a recovery rate. You know. You know. <laughs> yes, this. there is. Have to yes, there is. But being professionals in today's age, that two days after the game, you should be fit enough to play another night. Well, you can't. You can't say that. You know. Should the guys that are playing in the Premier League be fitter than the guys that are playing in Division Two? Because they get paid more. No, no. But the facilities. Well, well, what does the pay the, got to do with it then? No, I'm saying no. The, that, that's the job. They're paid to do it. So the de the dedication to that fitness should be there. Yeah. This is the job. Whether they get paid X thousands of pounds or millions of pounds is irrelevant. It's the job. That's what they're paid to do. They're professionals at, or they should be professionals at it. Being fit is part of that job requirement. But with the squad, it shouldn't have mattered because we could have made changes. Yes, he did. But the thing is, though, there's a difference between rotating a squad purely for rotation's sake, or as was alluded to here with uh, McLaren, he knew what team he was playing against Wigan for that particular game because he knew in the first 40 minutes they would cause damage to Wigan. Yeah, because he knew how Kyle had set it up because he's so, so predictable. And that's been our problem. Yeah, right. but on that there, uh, the first, that first 45 minute performance cannot be used tiredness for an no, excuse no, because no, no, the reason why, exactly, yeah. we hammered them yeah. second half. Of course, so that so can't be like, used for an excuse. We was rubbish. Either that or the, <laughs> the, 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 the half time drink was. Uh, I I admire Coyle in that game for making the two substitutions at half time the way he did. Yes. However, however, the first thing I said to myself was, why didn't, why wasn't he doing this from the start? Why have two fit centre forwards on the bench, and then you start bringing them on when there's ten minutes left and stuff like that? I'm sorry, but you know that that's. He's, I was going to say scraping the barrel. No, he's scraping it's, the barrel of ideas. It's dead easy to pick apart the substitutions after they failed. I mean, I, I've seen in, in my time, I've seen some of the craziest substitutions go on to win games. And I've seen substitutions that you sit in the stands and you think, that's absolutely right, bang on what we need now. And it does yeah. absolutely nothing. We, we've had a couple of, we've had a couple of quite yeah. recently, though, haven't we? But for me, going back to your original point, which was Espinosa, which brought Gareth's reaction, <laughs> right, <laughs> is I thought he did make a difference and I thought it was a positive contribution because it completely changed the way we were playing down the left-hand side. I also feel, and I hate saying this because the lab was taken off, but as soon as Watson stopped taking set pieces, our set pieces looked a lot sharper. Yes, right? definitely. Our corners were looking a little bit more impressive, but that was because other people were taking them. But then uh, on another day, 
Ben Watson will absolutely ping balls straight into the box. So unless you can read people's minds and work out who's going to be good today, correct, you've got to just give it to the, the top fact man is, is we're dealing with human beings. Change, change on the fly. We've got to motivate those human beings. We've also got to uh, cater for the inadequacies at times. Ben Watson, for me, didn't have a good game. And after half a game we played, he's entitled to that every now and again, to a certain level, yeah. But the difference when he got substituted was quite obvious. And I'm not necessarily saying it was the one player what made that difference, because there was an actual reshaping of the team as well. Mm. Now, I would have liked to have seen that reshaping of the formation and things like that naturally taking place during the game. And it goes back to what you were saying, Robert, earlier on about last night's game. As much as I love St. Uh, Emerson of the Boys, he's not really a voice on the pitch, is he? And we've discussed this quite a few times oh, last week. Right? And that's, we are lacking that. Now you said a Caldwell, Caldwell you can see when he's on the field, he's actually shouting, he's drilling and he's doing all sorts. We've not got that at the minute. So can I just jump in and say that was what alarmed me most about what you said about last night was the fact that you know we've got a captain playing and he, he what we've got no leader on the pitch that that shouldn't be happening you go you got Carson came back in you, both your starters we've got experienced players in there and not one of them's thinking oh I'll take I'll take a grip of this team and I'll make sure you know especially with the manager gone I'll take a grip of this team and I'll try and give them a bit of direction he just what they just all sit around and go no it's not my responsibility I mean yeah exactly boys should be doing that surely and if, if we've been lacking a lead on the pitch for, even for the whole season you know he's got to look at himself and think well I'm the captain I need to sort of get a grip of this mm. Gareth so your point was I'm just I'm at a loss what to say really I think we all are I mean we're going on about bad management I think the players have got to take a lot of responsibility. Of course, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we've got a squad of players there <coughs> who I could be managing. And, you know, go out and play. Go and have a go. You know, well, tell them nothing. They should go out and perform. Right. They should be going out and performing. They should take a certain amount of responsibility for this mess we're in. We've won one of the last six games to beat Yorville. <laughs> And we bloody struggled to beat Yeovil. Yeah. Well, that, you know. that was what um, Clark Carlisle said oh, in the in interview that uh, I listened to with him from a bit back, saying that I mean Owen Coyle's training at Burnley was just there you go, that's gone, go and have a clown about. And just but basically it was all down to he said there was no professionalism in it, it was all down to enjoy what you're doing and a happy workplace being a productive workplace. But he said they had some top professionals in that side yeah. that would do exactly that, take control and like take um, responsibility for the agenda. That might be alright if that team's been together for a while, yeah. but when you're thinking of, of the personnel coming in this yeah. summer from either and everywhere, weren't they, then that team needs to evolve as well. Yeah, do you not think you need a manager to kind of get the team together in the yeah. first place and then if the manager goes then you know the team are in a good position to, mm. to but keep then doesn't going. That, doesn't that lead you on to an argument then that we should have given him more time to let him get his team together? Well, no, because he had plenty of time. Oh no, no I'm not. Because no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> of the potential problem that saying he wasn't potentially given long enough, it might, he might well have not improved it. It might well be you know a short term, you know, you know short term solution to solve it. I think if he'd shown some kind of improvement, then perhaps we should have given him longer. We've just kind of fallen apart. We've sat here happy though. 
Mm. Well, we weren't we deliriously were happy. We were, <laughs> we were sat there on the back. Content. We were a positive bunch, yeah. one mate. I think, I, think, I think there comes a time where you've got to start putting damage limitation in, into place. And I think, for me, what possibly pushed the chairman, <laughs> and if we can say that the quote, quotes in the paper, because the complete interview was posted in either yesterday's paper or the weekly observer, uh, the full conversation. And during that conversation, the manager actually started criticising players, not players, sorry, criticising the supporters' attitude to players. But he came out with certain comments, which I think were slightly derogatory to the club and to the... And to the was this uh, the post-match on Sunday? This was the post-match. Yeah. This was before yeah. any resignation or anything else like that was uh, mentioned. Yeah. But when he, when he actually turned around and said, but then again, the expectations of the Wigan fans are that far... Uh, higher than what they should be because let's be honest with you he was in the bottom three for that but it was this this you were yeah he was talking about some oh, another team it wasn't was, he? he wasn't yeah, talking about his and team was, and my immediate thoughts were hang on a minute mate this is your team your club yeah well I didn't pick up on the you and we I picked up on the fact that He's basically, he's still in his mind, back at Bloody Bolton, yes. three years ago when we were struggling and he had a comfortable mid-table side mm. that he mm. then buggered up. And for me, I think that story. summed up his, his, uh, his all actual uh, managerial philosophy as regards Wigan Athletic. And it was, I, well, let's just, as long as I can, can carry on, basically he's on the, yeah. the tail course of what happened last season, even though we got relegated. But he uses that in his own defence. He's a bullshitter. Yeah. Isn't I, it? Yeah. Let's be honest, he's a yeah. bullshit. He's come in and he's bullshitted Wheeler and he's baffled him with, with what he's going to do. He's come with his big list of players. This is what he's short of. These are his available. This is what I'm going to bring in. Positive. And Wheeler's gone, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you. <laughs> but can and, you so, and, sorry, can you blame him for being a you and we sort of attitude man when the majority of the fans, all right, maybe fairly unfairly, didn't want him and never backed yeah, him. Well, they never it. backed him from the start. I mean, three or four games in, they were sitting there, you know, we drew with Millsborough and thinking, like, oh, he's, he's rubbish, get him out and think, well, he was on a hiding to nothing then, wasn't he? I can't blame him for sitting there feeling a bit isolated when the chairman starts questioning him, 10, you know, 15 games into a season, when the fans questioned him two games into a season. Well, it's some ridiculous. fans, that's that unfair well, because you're you, yeah, you seen an old club with, with one brush saying that no one's had given him a chance. We've been sat here for 20, yeah, yeah. 20 yes, exactly. games, backing him, giving him 100% yeah. backing, and that's what he does. But don't forget, though, yeah. a lot of our comments have actually been monitored by a vast team of highly paid and expensive lawyers who yeah. told <laughs> <laughs> that we have to keep our gobs shut on. Some of the things we're really <laughs> to say. Out of the window, that, yeah. But I, did, I backed him up until the Zolta game. Up well, to then, when I just lost, pay, I, so I just completely I, lost. I don't know if it was the game or it was the Brighton That's game. Good question. Good question. If you look at the twenty-three games, sorry, Gareth, go on, go on. If you look at, as, as Ella, I agree with what Eleanor said earlier on in this conversation. If you look at the twenty-three games, now twenty-three games is not a lot, all right. But if it had gone in one direction, and yeah. we were seeing, we were seeing positive aspects of play and seeing creativity and seeing improvement, Even then we'd all be talking different. It's gone yeah. south, wasn't yeah. it? Tuck, I don't know if anyone's heard of Tuckman's fast days of root development. It starts off with forming, storming, then norming. We're, it was in the norming stage now. This is when it should be flying. I'm sorry, what is, what, what's all this? It's, I don't know. Well, it's, it's, it's management <laughs> speak. It's just. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're in that stage now. This is the stage where teams and groups should be flying. But it's, and you look at it, it's quite obvious. The, start, the forming stage is when everybody's coming together and they're dead happy, and the, then you get your storming where they're all pulling together, and then your norming is when it settles down. 
and that's how you're going to be. And it's settled down now, and it was absolutely crap. And that was <laughs> that's where the problem is. His bullshit's run out. He's been found out, and he's gone out to shine. Spot so on. He doesn't get more than a 45-minute performance out of them last four yeah. games. Well, and, and with what Jack says about about him fans on his back, it, he's the manager of the club. He has to rise above that. Martinez had that for four years. I was defending Martinez for three years solid to people oh. who said he was the biggest load of yeah. crap and he's getting us relegated to were right. He did get us relegated. The key difference between the two blokes was when you say to Martinez, you've got beat, this is a problem, What you know? identify the, why you got beat and tell me what you're going to do about it. He would give you half an hour of answers, whereas Owen Coyle's come out and give you ten minutes of Come on, your expectations are too high. What the bloody hell do you think we want? Oh, I started with no players. He comes out with ten minutes of excuses. Not what I'm going to do and how I'm going to fix it, but why it's not my fault. His remit was to get us up. Yeah. That's what he was told. Get us back up to the Premier League. So, where can he say expectation levels are too high anyway? Yeah. Exactly. We sat 14. Well, there you go. And you <laughs> You know, well, that what, interview that he did, he just sounded like he was doing his big favour coming in and, well, that, and, that again, and helping us out. Like that again much. was something that came across in that post-match interview on Sunday. You know, who, do, who do you think you are? You, you were going to have to. You know, yeah. come on, come on. You should be happy that I'm here. You're not going to get anybody better than me. Go on, mate. I think I think they're, well, own, they're all in their own business if they don't want the public actually criticising. Now, I will actually t- uh, go along with them and say that you don't actually get it to the personal level of booing individuals and booing the team. I've never booed my team, and I'll never ever ever boo an individual uh, player. I just don't think it's well, right at all that. You can be a referee though, that's allowed. Uh, I don't even boo referees, well, I just call them every day under the sun. But when it, when it comes down to it, is they are, in the public domain, I pay to go and watch them perform, and if I'm not happy with the performance, I'm going to vent my spleen, and I'm going to assess her. And unfortunately, some of them are thinking, they're still in this football world bubble of, hey, we're perfect us, you know. Leave us alone. Don't criticise. Some of them are not. We're too sensitive. Some of them, you don't need to tell them that it's not good enough. And, and it, it hurts them anyway. And, uh, but and so it should as well. So yeah, it should. I, I think sometimes having a go when you don't need to have a go just makes it worse. And I think this is why, again, some, some fans are taking it too far by doing the booing. I really, I really think that it's uncalled for. We've mentioned Espinosa tonight, but we've also mentioned uh, in the past uh, Yoni Gomez and that. Um, but they are two players who, for me, have not been used at the right times in the right well, places this season. Absolutely, that absolutely goes to one of my points that I made this week. Was I can't remember which game it was. It was it was either the Zulta game or the Brighton game. We were crying out for energy in the second half. Um, I think it was when we were a goal down against Brighton, crying out for Espinosa to come on and just inject life. And he put Jordi Gomez on, who's a man who can beautifully slow a game down and retain control of it, but he's not a man to inject the same life that Espinosa can. Not only are you ruining your chances of getting anything out of that game, you're frustrating one man by keeping him on the bench, you're hanging another man out to dry. Yeah. And this, this, is, this is one of the points I was trying to make earlier on as well about how McLaren and other managers have come 
and they thought, right, this is how we're going to play against Wigan because we're going to upset them in the first 40 minutes or whatever, is we don't seem to be able, and haven't done, and even under Roberto, we struggled with this, about actually changing our formation or changing our lineup to match the team we were playing against. And that, for me, is just basic managerial and coaching skills. You no, know, but that's a, there's a difference there in that, in, that's an approach... Um, Roberto's approach is I'm doing what I want and if I do it well enough you can't do anything about it yeah. which again is a valid approach you see, I can understand where you're coming from I see, just... yeah, some of the things what we used to do though was when we, when we knew we were playing the following week we'd say right well we know that they like to play this way we know that well, this is their strengths we know where the weaknesses are and this is what we're going to do to change our lineup to match them but one of the other things we used to do as well was we'd have to automatically find out well, who's the referee because the referees were concentrating on different things. Well, apparently. sure, they do that anyway. Yeah. Well, they well, should do be doing they? Well, they should be. Do they? Yeah, scouts looking. I mean, Graham Barrett today said he, oh, he said he'd been scouting, personally been scouting Leeds at Blackburn last week. They watched the videos. They do all that. Let's let's move on. He's gone. <laughs> Can I have a show of hands, those who's sad? <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I, I just think it's great that he's gone in today. Well, we've, we've got a panel yeah. of. Oh, of eight cool. people, and we've, we've, I mean, he's in the audience. There's about 52 people in the audience, and no hands have gone up. Oh, yeah. Oh, we call Junior at the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm sad that we've now got another unemployed person. Yeah, that, that is sad. Apart from that. That is sad. Because he's not, because he, it, it, it might be a pro manager, but he's still a, a decent guy. Yeah. Uh, so. I ain't anyway. seen anybody uh, lose their jobs, but yes. at the same time now, I hope that the chairman seriously considers dipping into his pocket or dipping into the club coffers to make sure we get a quality uh, manager. Right, I'm going to move on to that now then, and I'm going to go straight to Gareth and Rob. Sat there in the hot seats between you. We've got three names on the list, and I believe that one of those is a very strong candidate. Uh, we've got Juve Rosler, Mike Phelan, and Ian Holloway. Start with Gareth. What do you know about any of those? What do you know about Uwe Rosler? What do I know about Uwe Rosler? He's currently the manager of Brentford, who sit fourth in League One, having won 11 games, and actually having won eight of the last nine games. Right. And I believe that he's odds-on to get the job. Odds-on. Well, he is. He's far to, to one on, Rob. What, what do you know about uh, Rosler? Well... Let's uh, yeah, so crap it. We're getting Rosler, we know this. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no point talking about feeling But there's no big shake in his head. We know. Why? So the thing is, it's cut and dried. The thing is, why are we not going for someone like feeling? Because, right, why well, hang on a minute, we'll come back to that in a minute because oh. we're Rob at the moment. Uh, so. well, what was the question? What do, you know? <laughs> what do you think about, or what do you know about Rosler? Well, uh, to, add to what Gareth said, uh, I mean, we met ESPN Dan, didn't we? And he was ESPN saying, Dan, he told us he rated him highly. Uh, they play some very attractive football, and he's done that on somewhat of a shoestring budget, as we read up this afternoon. Mm. Was well, Alan did it before him? Martin Allen, he was, wasn't he? And he so cocks every club up, he goes to, doesn't he? That, that mm, guy. He does our uh, old club, and he did all Kurt Gillingham last season. Sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but there's no way Brentford are on a shoestring budget. They, in fact, they're on a very, very healthy budget down there. They, they? They've got a lot of expensive players. They've got you know quite high wage budget for their, for their, 
you know, for their level, they're on a quite a, you know substantial funding from them because you know they're, they're, they're trying to get a new stadium. So you know they're, they're not short of a penny down there. I'm not, I'm not saying it detracts away from anything that he does, but there's no way he's assembled in like a bunch of freebies on a on a. So they're in a good, good budget for the for that. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Well, we were unfortunate they also finished as champions last season, weren't they? Yeah, they they the, the burn in the last minute of the last and, game. If, yeah, if it had gone in, yeah. Yeah, yeah the captain didn't see the penalty. The penalty taker wanted to take the penalty. Yeah, and the captain overruled him. The striker, no. he was on loan from Chelsea. Didn't he go down all the way down to the centre, uh, end of the pitch and score? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that one was on to. They dropped out of, they, <laughs> they then dropped out of the uh, top two into the playoffs. They didn't go up that way. And they got to play a final where Yorval beat him at Wembley. Best going yeah. in the football league now. Yeah, pub in every corner. Pub in every corner. Yeah. Oh. So that was a narrow miss, really, wasn't yeah. it? Really unlucky. Yeah, so they didn't do it on a shoestring budget then. We've got London Standard. That's where I read that. London Standard. Yeah, so I blame them for that mm. misinformation. But yeah. this, this season, he's brought in a whole load of new <laughs> players to try and change it around and get straight back up again. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's been successful in Norway as well. He's had a little stint over there. Yeah. He's managed three clubs in Norway. That right, Gareth? Yes, he's managed Lielström, Viking, and Mold or Molder, however you say. Yeah, he was there just before Holy Gun and Schultz. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he was there just before Holy Gun and Sulsha. That's a good job of not getting him. He's not to see his name, are you? So, uh, it's looking odds on that we're going to get him. We've had permission to speak to him, but makes uh, not happy about it. I won't say I'm not happy. It's just that let's let, let's start looking at who else is out there, and uh, yeah. let's not just start looking at what's going to get us towards the end of the season, either staying in the the championship. I'm looking at someone who could possibly take us further in Europe, back into the Premiership, and then succeed in the Premiership. And I think if you look at the man's credentials, I know Phelan's only always been an assistant so far and everything else like that. But my God. He's, you know, he's been working at the biggest club in the world with the best manager. And look at the other coaches he's been working with. But that doesn't make him the best himself, yeah. though, does it? Well, if it he's just if working he, with best people. If he wasn't good, if he wasn't good, he wants to work with Ferguson for us. Well, if he, if he was good, he'd yeah. let him go in summer. That's the thing, isn't it? Sorry? If he was, if he was good. good, would they have let him go in summer? That's got nothing to do with him, though. It's to do with the man in the uh, big chair, isn't it? And he if, wants his team. And if Ferguson... Oh, well, right. But if he was so brilliant, if he, He'd have been if he like yeah. what, I, he, what he said in that um, that interview, that he he ran the club basically, yeah. he was the manager in all but name. Yeah. If I he's mean, run, he's a big yeah, beats himself up a bit. Yeah. If he's run that club for five years, right? As, as he said in that interview, he's won three league titles, two league cups, <laughs> and four charity shields, yeah. and yet United, who he knows all their players already, he works with their players on a daily basis for years. They decided they didn't want him, they wanted David Moyes up the road who's won Jack nothing, Hall for ten years. Ever. Yeah. To me, no, he, he might be good, but... He's and he's from good. Burnley. Oh, he's, he's from Burnley as well, Mike Phelan. Oh. Count his toes. No, the thing <laughs> is, for me, for me though, giving him a chance at Wigan Athletic and the ability for him to put together a, a good team... Yeah, but can we me, afford to give somebody a chance who doesn't have any... You know, well, we gave, we gave Coyle a chance, didn't we? I think they're all a mistake. And we know that was a mistake. Well, this is it. 
This Will is it. I think you get what you pay for. All in football management. There's so many of them doing the circuit for me. It's like people like Neil Warnock and uh, Jonesy and all them. Like. Take, well, I'm sorry, but... Rosler hasn't done the circuit, no. has he? You stand a chance to get no. something different there. Come on, Gareth. Gareth, what are you saying? You said experience. Mm. You know, Rosler's experience is Brentford and managing in Norway. So, mm. what experience has he got? We're talking about Mike Fielder, who's, who's been at the top club in this country for five years. So, I would suggest that Fielder is probably more experienced than Rosler. And actually, the three names that were going in front of us always the most experienced than any of them. Mm. He's brought two he teams up from the Championship. Yeah, yeah but he's also took them straight back down. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. exactly. Like, you're not holding Blackpool against him, surely, because yeah. that's nobody expected them to stay up, and nobody expected Palace to stay up, weren't Blackpool should have stayed up last season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this was 39 points to stay up with. They were very yeah. close I, to experience, experience. it. Experience. Ian Holloway's you don't need experience, you just need to be good at what you're doing. That's true. Bob Faisley. Thank you very much. That was continuity though, wasn't it? Yeah. He, was yeah, he well, stepped into uh, Chandler's shoes. Well, we should, we should keep keep barrel, then, shouldn't we? <laughs> 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 Great. By that sort of... Wheel yeah, barrel. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, all yeah, the point you're making is it's not always just that foot and drive. Don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking Uwe Rosler. I'm not knocking him at all. I'm just saying that of the quality mm. and of also is why are we not actually extending them fielders out into Europe? And well, I'll tell you what, looking at those three names that are on that list, if our biggest problem is sticking the ball in the onion bag, he knows how to do that. Well, that's true. Right? Maybe you can pass on a tip. And the other thing is, we're not Premier League club anymore. We're, we're a, a mid to bottom half championship club. We so we're going to attract a less... But we should have them aspirations or we should be well, it's, it's more yeah. difficult to attract the calibre of, of manager that perhaps we think we should be attracting. What about that fourteen like million pounds? That fourteen million pounds that we got from McCarthy. The yeah, almost, sorry. Was it fourteen million? How much was it? Fourteen, yeah, what about it? Was it fourteen million? Twelve, but <laughs> perhaps that could be used to persuade somebody. The lack of back do you think they were gonna give somebody twelve million quid <laughs> stick in the back pocket? Not a chance. Dave Wheeler's the manager's key, isn't he? I mean, he, he interviewed all these candidates in the summer and chose Owen Coyle from that list of candidates. And he's made a monumental mistake and he knows that himself. He's got to get it right this time. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be egg on your face. But it, it's, it's not the first time, but you've got to give the man credit. He, he knows when he's made a mistake, he's got to put it right. And it, therefore, and, and I love the <coughs> I love the, the, the way the conversation's probably gone. Owen Coyle... Knowing that Whelan's back Martinez time after time going, right then, do you want me to resign? And he's gone, yeah, go on and see that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that because he knows. I, I just love that. I, I'd have loved to have watched that yeah, conversation. So, just a quick point about feeling is that I found it quite interesting that both, you know, when they all cleared out of United for whatever reason, whether they weren't good enough or whether Moyes didn't want them, so they left. But it was quite interesting that him and Rennie Mullenstein both left Man United at the same time, yet Mullenstein was. Quickly back in work. I can't remember where he went first before he went to Fulham. Anzi. Yeah, that was Anzi. He went to Anzi. You know, there was a lot of furore about him being signed by different clubs. And then he went to Fulham, and now he's taken over there. Feel hasn't been linked with anything. I'm not seeing linked with other than this job. I'm not seeing linked with anything. I'm not seeing him been back in coaching. And if he was that good, if he genuinely did run Man United for five years, and people believe that outside of his outside of him, surely then they would have been a bit more interested in signing him, and he'd be a bit more touted for other jobs than what he is, because it just 
to me it looks like Muenstein depends what the message coming out was though yeah there's not many big jobs been available well has there really over the summer you might be waiting for uh, it just it's all depends as well, like what his price, what his asking prices as well. Right? Reason, uh, because Jack James, you rightly alluded to the fact that the man's like, you know, he, he has these great uh, grandeur uh, visions and stuff like that of himself, and he's a bit very much like uh, Jose, isn't he? Um, and the way he beefs himself up. Oh, so the thing is, a smart suit. So <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, his clubs might have been knocking, but he might have actually uh, knocked them back with saying, you know, I want X, X, and X. I just find it quite, find it quite interesting that the, you've seen Muenstein linked with all manner of different positions. I like see he went to Anzi and he's now yeah. coming at Fulham, and yeah. it just seems to me I've not seen anybody linked with him in even a coaching role. Feeling if, if he was that good, I just think we'd have seen him linked to a few more positions than the, the Wigan job. You know, six months after he's left Man United. Is He's been on the couch that goes on Sunday, hasn't he, with uh, Alan McLeish. <laughs> I think that says it all. If I have a better version, is he a small screen? Who? Feeler. Go on. Oh, well, because there was rumours coming out, weren't there, that he'd been talking, to, Whelan had been talking to Ferguson and Feeler was nailed on and they don't half give you a bit of peace and quiet while you go away and get the ball you actually want. <laughs> you there, Russell? Well, yeah, there you could go. Be, right, well, maybe it'll be in, whoever he is, if it is Roslyn or not, he might be in charge for Saturday's game. And we're moving on to Saturday now. We play Millwall, tough fixture, Gareth. Just because you're going to the new den, they've, uh, <laughs> they've, they're not doing too well, are they, at the moment? They're not doing too well. They've only won one of the last eight games. So they're not doing too well at all. And as we've only won. Two of our last eleven, it should be a classic. <laughs> 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 Tried to lose both of us, so. Yeah. Steve Lomas is in charge down there, isn't he? Oh, no, it's Northern Ireland International. He played with Roswell City, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Um, uh, any star players that you know of? Steve Morrison, he's, you know, he did quite well from the first few years, but I didn't see when he, when he back there, no, Yeah, he's back on loan from yeah. Leeds, so, and he banged one in on Tuesday against Forest. Did he not Norwich? Really? I think he went to Norwich, I think he got yeah, signed, he's, he's signed for Leeds, and yeah. now he's been loaned out to, to uh, Millwall, and yeah, he yeah. scored a... Strange, you meant because it's Morrison with one R. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weird spelling, yeah. yeah. Obviously, going down to the new den, it's always a tough place to go into. It's an intimidating atmosphere. Helena, is it something you'd like to do? Go down there? Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not high on my list of um, right. away games to go to. No. So, uh, Adley and Fortress, they've played nine home games, won three, drawn three, and lost three, so yeah, we've got our chances. Yeah. Unless they've only won one in the last eight, surely to crash, if we can't go and win that, where are we going to win? The 20th, aren't they, at the moment? 18 yeah. points. We're just four above them. That's the frightening thing of it all, isn't it? We're four points above Millwall. Goal score, 21. Goals against, 36. If, if, you think that if, we can't, if we can't score against these, you think, oh dear, when, when are we going to put a couple well, we're in? Gonna, we're going to get a hat full against somebody. Who <laughs> <laughs> said that? Who said that? <laughs> right, so let's have some predictions before we knock everything on I the think, air. I think that was a misquote. I think what he said is, before half time in the next game, we're going to concede an out of <laughs> Right, let's have some predictions before we knock everything on the head. We've got Millwall on Saturday, and new manager or, or not, uh, we'll just have to wait and see, Rob. How do you see this one going? We've got to stop that, Rob. Ed says we're going to, going to lose, but 
one all. I'll go in the air, Barry. One all. Rob, one all. Gareth? Got to win sometime. 3 0, Wigan. Dan? I'm going to go for a repeat of the Cup semi final score. And we're going to channel that spirit. Come on. Mick? I've been sitting on the fence the last couple of times, I'm about saying, oh, we're just going to win by the old goal, and then what's up? We've got hammered in all three bloody games. So I'm going to go with Darren on this, this one. And, uh, Darren? Sorry, not Darren. Darren. <laughs> and say 3 0 to Atlantics. 3 0. Jack? In strolling 0 0. I'm going to go for 1 0 to us. And Paul? Mm, one apiece. Well, I'm with Jack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go, go for a 0 0 because I think that's got it written all over it. <laughs> If we get a new manager in before then, I, th- I think we'll actually win because it gives you that impetus, don't it? But, uh, right. Now, as we've actually uh, said, try to remain positive in predicting these scores. Are we actually going to go around the table now and really be honest and say what you really, 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 really do think? Because I think we're going to bloody lose again. Okay, go on then. I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't ever, ever. I want you to edit that out, Barry. Uh, because I don't ever, ever, ever want to be publicly criticising Latics. No, no, we will. We'll see. Right, we've done all that with our arts. Let's do it with our heads now. Rob. Lose 2-1. Gareth, with your head. It's the same group of players who've been serving up the rubbish for the last few games. <laughs> nil, nil. <laughs> well, my head's on holiday right now, so I have no idea. Nil, nil. Mick. I think we're going to lose 2-1. <laughs> Jack. 2 0 Millwall. It would have been funny if you said 2 0 Wigan then. 1 0 to us. Come on, Millwall. Come on, Millwall. And I think it's been the other. I can't see anybody. Neither team's good enough to win. No. So that's where we're going to end up. A 0 0. An on goal then. 1 0. Right. Anyway, next week, hopefully, we'll have some joy to bring to the table. Well, we'll have a nice day out anyway. Um, yeah, we've got Maribor. So Eleanor's going to Maribor next Thursday. Yeah. So am I. Don't forget Rob's going as well. <laughs> we can still go through, can't we? So their arms will be tired if we're flying. <laughs> yeah. Is that going to be their excuse? Like why, why yeah. He's yeah. going to do a. What's his name? What's the guy's name at Chelsea who came in and won them the Champions League? He's going to do a Di Matteo. Di Matteo. The next manager. Uwe Rosler. Come in and win us the uh, Europa League. Europa League. (laughs) Well, you know what? I was really angry at the Zulfa game, partly because I'd had plans for a nice little trip out in February somewhere. And I just thought, well, that's a bit bit of a blow, really, isn't it? I think we all have plans. A bit of a passport away. I I was having a wonderful weekend north of the border last weekend, and I cut it short to come back for the Derby game. (laughs) Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. We talked yeah. about Mike last week. He's never going to come to Britain again, is he? No. <laughs> I don't want to come. This way he does to no. see. I bought a season ticket. He can come during the summer. Yeah. Oh, he's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's been shite, Auntie. Let's be honest. Yeah. You cash your man back to the summer. We won the FA Cup. We've had to change the managers. Twelve new players, and we're all excited for the new season. We've got to win this championship. We're going to walk it. Some of us said. Yeah. Look at it. Thing is, if you start converting some of these bloody chances, it'll look a whole lot different. Yeah. Well, if we did yeah. that, it's we not, could. So, so we're not getting shots on goal. No. If we got, if we scored most of these goals, we'd be top of the table, and yeah. it'd be like. Oh my God! How can you well, the thing goals? is, what you've got the wrong momentum. Once you start to get a, a momentum where you put a few away, you create more because you're mm. feeling more positive. 
I think I think what this what has happened this week has come at the right time. I think it's come at the right time because yeah. now it allows us with virtually the full uh, second half of the fixtures in front of us. And plus we've got a transfer window. Okay. Yes, yes, we have. So he gives him, whoever's coming gives him time yes. to assess it quickly and then see yeah. what he needs I, to bring I, I tell you what, you've got to give an awful lot of credit to the chairman for going, right, I'm, I'm not happy with this, I'm having it, and if we get somebody in tomorrow, as potentially might happen, we stand every chance. Because, you know, when, when, when would that conversation have taken place mm. if it hadn't been for the fact that the chairman was out visiting his uh, businesses in the Caribbean for the last month? And I think the key question is, would he have sacked him had Coyle not offered his resignation? If Coyle had not said those exact words, do you want me to resign, would, he, would we have given his P45 on so I think it was too good of an opportunity for him to, yeah. miss, to, to not... That's his commitment, isn't it? That's the manager's commitment. When, he, when anybody turns around and says, oh, do you want me to go then? It, your heart's not in it, because otherwise yeah. you'd be fighting and battling to I keep your job. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just be interested to know, what yeah. do you have said to him at the end of that meeting, if he wasn't happy with the answers? <laughs> still rolling. So, the, the, I mean, we all know the rumours about Sad Sunday anyway, don't we, about his altercation with, with the supporters. We've all heard that. What was that? Well, at the end of the game, the whistle's gone. Uh, people have been turning around, going, going, leaving the seats. Dave Whelan and the board members have been starting to go. The supporters have been shouting at Coyle, and they've all stopped and turned around and looked oh. down. And Coyle's turned around to these supporters and told them to e uh, f off. <laughs> but it's, it's been loud and it's been called by Whelan, the board members, plus the Derby board members. Ah, right. So that's an altogether, well, altogether from, different. From what story I can gather, Jonathan Jackson has run downstairs straight away and grabbed him give him a telling off and told him to get in and do his, his uh, press conference. When he's come out of the press conference, Dave Whelan's been waiting for him to come into a room and uh, that's where he said, well, do you want me to resign? <laughs> so, a bit of unprofessional from, from the gaffer yeah. anyway. And he bottled it. And what? Bottled it, offering his resignation. Yeah, and bottled it as well, aye. Yeah. But his wife weren't happy though, just before Christmas. <laughs> Series, come to some hang on a minute, hold on a minute, he's going to get his a year's wage. He's, he's not got, always in. He's not, because he's he resigned, but I bet they've uh, come to some... Not, uh, yeah, yeah, they'll they'll come to, because Dave Williams himself has said, like, we have to pay him off. So yeah, he'll get another, 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 another job in the new year on this silly little bloody merry-go-round of, uh, you know, I'm a crap manager dot com. Give us a job. They're all at it though, aren't they? It's yeah. the same bloody yeah. manager yeah. getting the same yeah. job, yeah. ruining yeah. some bloody brilliant club. Like Sheffield Wednesday, for goodness sake. What a club that is. And look where it is now, because they've had some crap managers and what they've done to them. Crap ball as well, well, isn't it? Have they? Well, they haven't, have they? You get a take-over, take you get some silly... Uh, Dave Jones was a decent manager. He's just not done very well at Sheffield Wednesday. He's done well at other clubs in the past. He's a, little, well, they, yeah. he, he's, he's a guy who has had some terrible luck. Right, so we'll uh, we'll call it a, a day here, yeah, because we'll be here all night if we don't. <laughs> Just a good night from me. Good, good night, night from us.
if you say so. I'll have to pack my things and go. That's right. Hit the road now. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road now. And don't you come back no more. What you say? Hit the road now. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road now. And don't you come back no more. Oh, baby, oh, baby, don't you treat me this way. Don't you come back no more? Oh, never afraid. Don't you 